Welcome to Running Down the Clock, where we break down all of this week's big news, events, and controversies from the National Football League. Over the next 45 minutes, we will give you basic fan perspective and opinion on the most important stories and moments happening now. So, let's start the clock. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Running Down the Clock. I am Tyler Walzak. I'm here with Puya Ricey. As always, we just watched week three of the NFL season. And I got to say, Puya, we have some of our... Uh... I think you were dead wrong about your Chargers there. You <laughs> had oh, oh, you can't just come out, interrupt me. And you know where I was going with this because you were dead wrong about your Raiders. Yeah, I beat you, you to it. I beat you to what you were going to hit me with. I know your Raiders are the most disappointing team in the NFL. They're 0-3. I get it. They're the only 0-3 team. And they have the game that they were the closest to winning was your precious Chargers, who that's their only win. The Chargers beat them. So how can I be more wrong about the Chargers than you are the Raiders? Because we we never put the Raiders to win the division. You not only had the Chargers winning the division, you had them going and potentially winning the Super Bowl. I still think they will. I don't think they will. They only lost by three points to the Chiefs. I think they'll, turn around, the I'll say I think they'll will... turn around and get better. But they, they have a lot of injuries, actually. They lost one of their key offensive linemen. Mike Williams went down. I don't know the severity of his injury. Keenan Allen's still not back yet. Austin Eckler went down for a little bit. Their offense, the which is... I don't think the quarterback's going to get healed by... Like, he's got, a, what, a rib injury or something? He's got yeah, something. so I actually... I'm taking offense to... We didn't talk about this, but the head coach of... This, the uh, I was about to say San Diego Chargers, the Los Angeles Chargers said that Justin Herbert's the toughest quarterback in the league. And I have to very much say bullshit on that. Has he not heard of Matthew Stafford before? Uh, again, I think these are things you have to say about your team. You can't not say that they're great at these sort of things, right? You just, you can't bring your teammates down at the time. You don't have to bring him down, but can't you say he's one of the toughest quarterbacks in the league? I mean, I think it's like if you have bratty little kids, like you still tell them, yeah, you're doing great. You're doing great. You That's know? a problem. That's a problem. If I see a, if I see someone with a bratty little kid and they're like, hey, you're doing a good job. You're doing great. Meanwhile, I'm standing behind them in line at like Canadian Tire or something. No, fuck that. You have a shitty kid. Get it out of the line. Take it somewhere else and punish it. Yeah. I don't need to be involved with this. Didn't you uh, get nephews, no? I've got two nephews. Yeah. How'd that go? <laughs> I said that to, to my family. Get, I don't want to get them out of here. This is, I had to apologize to so many servers at the restaurants. I don't, <laughs> I didn't, I'm not responsible for this. This is not my problem. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't think that's the biggest deal that he said something like that. I don't, I think reading in too much into that, always the toughest quarterback. No, I don't, I, don't, tough, I, don't, I don't think he's the toughest quarterback of all time. I don't think he's not untough for doing what he's doing. I just think it's an irrelevant thing, right? Your coach said it's, something nice about him. Yeah, to, you know, keep him motivated and keep him going. Completely Frankly, irrelevant. Though, but my problem is that he's not the toughest quarterback in the league. I like Justin Herbert, but he's not the toughest because Matthew Stafford is the toughest quarterback in the league. I feel like if we go back to the seventies, sixties, those guys aren't even league. tougher guys. But we're talking guys about who got league. paid. We're not talking about all time. <laughs> we're not talking about all time. Currently, currently, we're talking about currently in the league, Matthew Stafford. I think I might give um, what's the guy's name in New Orleans, the tight end. He's, Hill. Taysom Hill's not a quarterback. What the? Fuck he can be. He's, so anyone can be. Anybody can be a quarterback, but he's not a quarterback. He takes snaps. He. Oh, that is so frustrating. I think he's, he's probably tough. No, he's not. 
and he's not a quarterback. Right. So yeah, I, I think uh, this Herbert injury, I don't think it's going to get better. No, it's going to get season, it's right? gonna be hard. It's going to be hard for yeah. the season. Yeah. He's going to have a tough go of this season. But to talk like just to talk about our scars and how we went with the preseason, we were wrong about this AFC West because I was very adamant that the Chiefs were going to take a big step back. And they, I know they just lost to the Colts, which is a huge upset um, just because of the way the Colts have been playing. But I, the Chiefs look still look good, and I, they still look like they're going to win that division. So we, I was wrong about that as well. Um, I don't think I'm wrong about the Chargers just yet because they put up a good fight with the Chiefs. They had a terrible weekend in, against Jacksonville. But also, we were right about Jacksonville. How, how do I convince you that I wasn't wrong about the Raiders? I can't think of anything to say. You're, they, they wasted so much time and money trying to get Devontae Adams, and it, they've got nothing to show for it. They've got nothing to show for it. Worst oh. team in the league. They're the worst team in the league right now. Is any other team 0-3? No, no, nobody's 0-3. Everybody else has one win. They're the only own three team. There's two teams that are three and zero. Those teams are Philly and uh, Miami. That's true. Yeah, and those teams both look good. They look the opposite of the Raiders. They both have MVP caliber quarterbacks right now, in Tua and Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts is probably leading right now. I would say in the MVP category, I would put him at the top just the way that he's played and just the way that he's been so dominant. I would also have Lamar Jackson up there. So it'd be one, a one B. I mean, Lamar Jackson's playing out of his mind right now. He is. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I think one thing we did call right is uh, the Miami Dolphins high risk, high reward. And yeah. so far they're hitting that reward side of it. Now Tua did take a, a bit of a tumble. Yeah. So let's get into this because he didn't take a little bit of a tumble. He got pushed, his head snapped back and hit the, the ground. And when he got up, he could not walk. He got up, you saw him shaking his head like he was, had butterflies around it, trying to find that blue bird that always comes down to sing and sit on your shoulder. And then he had to be held up by his teammates because he was, he was wobbling all over the place. They blamed it on a knee injury or a back injury he had. They called it a lower back yeah. spasm. Which it, is lower bullshit. Back was- bullshit. He was... He didn't know where he was. He had no idea where he was. He might as well have been on ice skates out there. It, it looked bad. It looked horrible. And then they bring him back into concussion protocol with two minutes left in the half. And then he comes back out and he starts the half. This is the, this is the most obscure reference because he said ice skates. Do you remember that Darcy Tucker hit on Sammy Kapanen when Darcy Tucker was on the Leafs, Kapanen was on the Flyers? Mm-hmm. He caught him in the boards. He went horizontal drop. And he had the wherewithal to try and get to the bench, but he could not walk. Could not he kept there. tumbling That's- over Exactly what, what was like. happening. That's what he looked like. So what do we like? Does do we care about this problem that the NFL has? Because there's been multiple times this season where guys have had like they have looked very concussed, and they just like Devonte Adams is another one where he came went in. I think it was Devonte Adams hit his head, got up and just played. And it's guys that are making a lot of money that are key players on these teams don't seem to have to go into the concussion protocol. Do we care? Like as fans, do we care? Who did go into the, somebody did go into the concussion protocol week one, a good player I'm trying to think who it was. And we did mention it, but did he come out and play? Well, no, I think he, I didn't, I don't remember. We'd have to look back on it, but anyway, there's, two, I got two points of view on this. If you're looking at it from the health and safety of the player's point of view, absolutely. They should be, you know, if that's the stance that people want to take for sure, but having played sports that are violent, 
your next day, your next year of playing is never guaranteed. So if you can play, whether it even shortens your career, I'm in a situation where I'd rather play today. If I can play, I will play. And I understand I'm mortgaging my future in this sport, maybe my health to continue. I guarantee you, even the players understanding the risks that they're facing are going to continue to take that option of, yeah, I don't care. I'm hurt. I'm going to play because you don't know if your future is guaranteed. Even you could get a career ending injury tomorrow. You get cut. Your skills just diminish. You're, anything could happen. Right. I remember playing sports where my mom kept telling me, like, why do you play? Why do you play? You get hurt. You're getting hurt every week. And I was like, I would rather play and get hurt and never be able to play again than to not play. Sure. But okay, here, you're not wrong. That is the attitude that most athletes everywhere have. And that's what makes them great athletes is the ability to want to play at all times because they believe that they are better than everybody else. And that's what makes like drive sports. But what hap- what has been happening over the last 10 years is that we've seen maybe 10, 15 years, we've seen the effects after where these guys who are doing that start regretting it because they don't know they did not one. The NFL doesn't really take care of these guys after and horrible things happen to them because of it, which then they can't afford to pay for, which it sounds weird now because of how much money you see like two and these guys make. But I know exactly what you're saying in both ways. As fans, do we care about the health and safety protocol of these players? Because I've been in conversations with like friends where I'm just like, how is this guy still in the game? He should not be in the game after being hit like that. And then also he, if he's, a guy on your team, you're like, fuck, we need Tua out there. He, we have to have him out there because he's that guy that's winning games for us right now. So as fans, do we care about the health and safety protocols? Like, what heartless. Do we... It's heartless to look at another human being putting himself, his future, his family like, in jeopardy and think, oh, no, no, it's nothing. It's no big deal. Yeah, it's no big deal for you. But I think just human compassion absolutely should care. Now, it also comes down to you're making a decision for another grown man. You know. People always have regrets in life. Like whose responsibility is it to extend that decision for them and say, listen, I know you want to do this. And whether you understand the risks today or you don't, we're going to make the decision for you. Right. These are adults at the end of the day. I understand like a college situation where they're still younger and no, for sure. For if you're for health and safety, no, they shouldn't be playing after something like that. But what about the fact that guys are afraid to lose their jobs? You touched on it. This could be the last game. This could be the last year. If they're better than the person that they're kind of holding off for their job, they're going to want to play always. They're always going to want to play because they're afraid they're going to lose their job to injury. So that is a driving force where after they retire, they go, well, I had to play. I couldn't, I didn't have a choice. I had to play because I didn't know if I was going to lose my job. If I sat out two games to this other guy, that's ready to take my job. So doesn't the NFL or the team have to be responsible at some point and go, Hey, you can't, we're not allowing you to play. We know you want to play. We know that you might risk losing your job, but we cannot allow you to play because you are going to regret it in five years. Isn't there some type of onus on the team or the league to do that? Because it's very true that guys are always worried about losing their jobs and you don't want to lose your job to injury. Now I, I, this is kind of an insider thing. I don't know. Like, you know, when they go in the blue tent, Who's making this decision for them that like, oh, he's okay. That's a team doctor. Is it an NFL official, a non-person person? It's a team person, right? It's a team person. Now, even if the team has the onus, sometimes, you know, like the the players got some pull on the team. He's like, listen, put me back in, put me back in. 
Sure. And we love to see it. Like we love to see like when Matthew Stafford broke his collarbone and they had to take him out of the game, he found out there was a timeout and he's like, I got to go back in. I got to go back in with a broken collarbone and went in through a touchdown. But that's a, a decision he, that he made. But yeah, at but some now point, you know, how do you hold the bones different? Hold on. How do you, I know, I understand that. And I, that, I'm just using this as an example of, because it's very obvious in that decision, the team said, you're not going back in. And he said, I'm going back in, basically said, don't fucking touch me. I'm going back in. And he went back in and he was right. And it was just a broken bone. But at one, like some point, the guy's gonna be like, you're not stopping me from going in, I'm going in. And at some point, someone has to say, hey, you are, you cannot go back in. We're not going to allow you to go back in. Like, where is that balancing act? Because these guys are going to want to play, but they shouldn't. No. Let me give another perspective of it. They shouldn't be doing it from the beginning. Like, this is the risks that you should understand growing up with the sport, seeing what happens. Look at the time and effort it takes to be a pro athlete at this level. If these guys applied that same thing to being to writing, they could be a professional writer. If they applied it to like medicine, they could be a top level surgeon. Like they are the best in their field. The hours and effort that they put in, they could have done it to anything else, any other field, and they'd still reach the pinnacle putting in that much time and effort. They chose this and to rob them of what they've devoted their lives to. But you're taking away their lives. You're potentially, because they retired at 35. Hold on. They retired at 35. They don't know what life is like. Like we're, I'm 36 and I'm still putting together life to make my next half of my life better. These guys, if they get concussed at 23, they don't know who they are for the next 50 years. No, I know what you're saying. It's basically who gets to control your life? Who gets to make your decisions for you? Do you want that overreaching arm to say, no, I'm going to choose what's best, best for you or give them the freedom to do it themselves? I mean. I can't speak on their behalf, but I feel like that's an entire um, like arm of American culture is give me my freedom to make my choice for me. Sure. And I, that's, and, I get and that's I kind of like, right. you know, that's ingrained in a lot of them, right? This whole culture of freedom. They don't yeah. want, they don't want somebody else making that decision for them, whether they understand the risks or not. And again, I can't speak on their behalf. It's just a thought. I don't, I don't know what the, the, the truth of the matter is, but, but I know that like myself in situations, people have told you not to do something. You're like, ah, I'm going to do it anyway. Fuck it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's very true. That's very true. But it's, to me, it's just one of those things where what's best is the best the team. How far do you go and just say you shouldn't play football? It isn't a sport that actually helps anybody's body. It doesn't help anybody's mind in playing. It brings a lot of opportunity for them. I don't sure, but then we can't just give. That's such an extreme to just give up on the sport entirely because you know the the injuries. There is a line where you can say, "Hey, your foot is broken or your brain is scrambled. You cannot go back in." His brain was scrambled. You saw him walk those fifteen feet. He didn't. He couldn't do it. So, if you wouldn't let him go back in if his ankle was broken, why would like at, at some point you can't let him go back in because of the concussion? And at some point. These guys aren't, if they're not 90%, if they're not 85%, the next guy behind them is better than them. No? At some point, at, like, at some well, point. Well, that's also that, the Stafford thing of him having the broken collarbone. He robbed another guy of his opportunity. The backup's job is to come in when he can't perform. Now, he did perform, but you don't know that until after the fact. Yes. He, he now robbed somebody else of what their role on the team was, too. That's I agree. That was, a, that was a very good point. 
the very good because if he it could have went other way where if he threw that ball and it went nowhere, if he couldn't throw, if he went picked, for the throw, yeah, then he would have looked like a bad. He would have looked like a jerk for stealing the spot from the backup who could have made that throw. So I yeah. don't know. It's do you think so? They're looking into it. The NFL is looking uh, into the uh, yeah, but thing. I mean a lot. And again, I don't know the whole thing. A lot of what I know about this is from a Will Smith movie, which we can't always rely on movies, even though most of everything I learned in life is movies and rap music. The concussion thing—it's not always the one the one time you got hit it's especially for nfl players it's that consistent banging of the head over a long period of time from the time they're in high school or child to college to the pros that's what gives them the worst of the um the um what do they call it? like all that cte the effects over long term time yeah exactly yeah let's just move a little bit forward here the nfl is looking into the concussion protocol that the dolphins followed what would be a because obviously <laughs> he was concussed. So what should the punishment be for the Dolphins if there is one? And and basically he came in and won the game for them. So is there a punishment that would be fitting? Do you punish? Well, do you punish the team or do you punish the player? Well, you can't punish the player. Well, how can you punish by, the player by not letting him play? Which is the whole thing of the concussion protocol. If he right, wants okay. to play, but you're going to punish him. You're going to punish him for the next game because he went in and played. What if the team pushed him to play? Well, that that's some of the things you can never, maybe, perhaps, never investigate fully and know. Well, that's what I'm saying is like if the team knew he was concussed and still let him play, then how can you punish the player if they're saying, "Hey, you can go in and play"? Do you know the answer to this? Can you tell immediately if someone's concussed? Is that something that if shows you saw? Up if you saw him walk those I 10 yards, then yes, you could tell he was concussed. Yeah, but just playing devil's advocate, have you ever had like a dead leg? I've had the same situation as he did describe, which also can be true. Now, looking at the video, oh, I, I listen no. to hear me out. Looking at the video, I agree with you because it looks like he hit his head, but I've had that where, yeah, my arm went dead, my leg went dead, my back went dead, you know? Have you ever sure, your back? I'm with you. I can get that. Yeah, no, yeah. Your back I will mean, go out sometimes same, and you'll kind of fall. Same situation that he would face had it been a muscular injury like that as well. A spasm, like he said. So that's why who, they said that. And that's they're gonna get away with a way exactly. So back who, again, it falls on the other side of how can you prove uh without a doubt which one it was? Make him say the alphabet backwards on the referee's microphone right after the hit out loud into the stadium. If he can do it. Then he's allowed to stay in the game. If he just gets up there and says one, two, three, four, then he's not allowed in the game. That's how you do it because you're not wrong. He could say it was a spasm because the spasm does react the same way, but he woke up shaking his head. Like, like I got to get the, I got to get this vision back. So it's, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what happens, but I don't think you can punish him on the next game. You have to punish the team. You have to find the team or do something that, because you can't, you can't punish him for the next game. He so did nothing punish- wrong. How do you punish the team? Like, what the would, team what should have stopped him from going in. I don't understand, but like, what's the pun- how do you punish them re- uh, after? It's probably just going to be a fine. There'll probably be a fine that nobody gives a pay shit about it. because they have all the money in the world. Yeah, just pay it then. Just pay it. Yeah. yeah. So now we're talking about team and players right now. Let's I mean, the only it. way to punish teams really take a win away. Uh, draft picks is a big thing. Draft picks is a big thing, but really what hits them today, right now, you take a win away. You know what would be interesting is that's not they don't have a point system. Don't, you draw points, you right? Take away. But you, you can't take a win away. That's I wouldn't. That's crazy to do that because it's a competition thing. You don't take a win away. You know what would hurt them a lot? Lower their salary cap by the fine. 
So if they get fined $2 million, you're taking away $2 million worth of a player that they can no longer use. So that's a huge disadvantage for an entire season. It is. And now you're also getting to punishing the player because now that's money that goes out of a player's pocket. Well, tough. They're spread it over three. Yeah. I don't know. There's no answer here, but let's talk. Well, about there's players an answer. And coaches. There's an answer. Let's talk about let, players and coaches. Let the boys play. That's not an answer. Players and coaches segue. It's perfect. You're denying my perfect segue. We had a couple of interactions on the sidelines with players screaming at coaches. It wasn't about getting into the game, but you saw it with Mahomes and uh, Eric Bieniemy, the offensive coordinator. They weren't really screaming at each other, but they had a, a pretty big disagreement. And then you saw it with one of the uh, New York Jets defensive linemen and the defensive lineman coach. Now that was heated because Quentin Williams, who's a Quentin very po- polite guy in his interviews, and he was outraged, outrageously angry at uh, the defensive line and the coach to the point where he got in his face and he he puffed out his chest and kind of walked up to the coach. Didn't do anything beyond that. But then you saw one of the other players. This was the biggest thing for me. If anyone saw the clip, is. Thomas for the Jets, another defensive lineman, pushed the coach away instead of backing up his Quentin Williams. That caught my eye because I was like, I coach was kind of backing down. And he decided to push the coach away and be like, hey, you got to step back instead of, hey, player, you got to step back. Do we know what was said? I don't. I don't know what was said, so I can't speak further on it. But I I have no problem with emotions like this. I, I think sometimes that's what you need to start saying, hey, we got to fix things, right? I'd rather see my guys getting angry because that means they care than just sitting on the bench like, oh, whatever. It, it is what it is. Well, you have to, you do have to punish him for doing it in front of the fans and the team, I think. Not punish him, but you, you have do, to have a conversation. If he was wrong, I mean, he didn't shove a guy. He didn't physically assault anybody. I don't know what was said. He might have been right in principle, and I don't know if you can punish him until you actually know what it was about, what happened. Had he struck the coach? Yes, I get that. It, you know, if he but said if you, something that shouldn't have been said, sure. But, but if you if have that type of argument, I don't know. You have that type of reaction to your coach, and it's in front of everybody. It just shows the rest of your fan base that there's dissension going on within the ranks. But what if the, it's right? What if it's true? And like, it's time sure, for a change. But does it need to be handled that way? I, I again, I think it's such an internal. It's going to vary by team by team. You know, just from history, do you think the Patriots let that thing happen? No, I think they would cut, cut the, the player immediately, day. whether he was right or wrong. The Patriots yeah. would cut the player immediately, whether he was right or wrong, which right. is the worst case scenario for a player when he is right. So Quentin Williams, if he's right, is he wrong with how he handled it? Is it basically the question I'm asking? Well, I, again, I, I can't say because, because essentially the D line coach is his boss. He is. He have you ever let have you ever let no your boss money. have it? I've never publicly let him have it. No. I mean, I talk uh, I've had some. Yes. Yeah, I've talked back way too much, and I mean. Yeah, but it's always ended up. Even if I was right, it I was always the one that kind of because you. I have mean, to I've, be seen af- I've seen. I've seen. Have to be punished because the, the rest of the the rest of your team, the rest of your coworkers, are then going to be like, oh, like coach or boss is kind of a bitch. We can do whatever we want, walk over them. So there has to be some type of punishment to be like, I am the coach of this team. You cannot treat me that way. But I'm only going to disagree for the fact of what if you've now just exposed your coach that he is a bitch. 
He is getting walked on and he needs to make a change. Like you're not just going to sit back and listen to some dumb, dumb, tell you what to do when he's wrong. He's losing. He's blowing it time after time. And you, well, the head enough. coach has to, the head coach or the, or the general manager sure. has to fire that coach. Sure. And maybe that could be the turning point in the situation, right? You ever seen players? We talked about this before. Aaron Rodgers getting coaches. There was Mike McCarthy. Who won that argument? I, I'm not saying they had a dispute like that, but, but Aaron Rodgers is there and Mike McCarthy's gone. not. Yeah, Ex- exactly. Sometimes that's what it takes. Like, listen, me or the coach, because who are you going to pick? And the players sometimes win. Like, that's not always the, the the simple answer of just fire the player, get rid of him. No, Matt well, Patricia. Right. Matt, no. Matt Patricia starts arguing with somebody. Who do you get rid of? You get rid of Matt Patricia. Before Matt Patricia even starts arguing, get rid of him, right? He shouldn't be on the fucking sideline to begin with. <laughs> he should be watching football on the TV like everybody else. Yeah. It's just, it's one of those, and, and it was a like, because you, with Quint Williams, Williamson, and the defensive line coach is one thing, but Mahomes and the offensive coordinator, you kind of side more with Mahomes, right? Is that just me? The defensive line guy, like, he shouldn't be screaming and hollering at his D-line coach, but Mahomes... Why not, has, though? No, I get it, but I, I'm saying like the, the ranking here is Mahomes is the franchise in Kansas City. So he, in my mind, and in other people's mind, is going to have more of a say than the offensive coordinator because he is Patrick Mahomes. Sure. So who are, does that not filter into the, what this I, is? I, I get what you're saying there, but that's also just, you know, diminishing somebody if he is right or wrong, which we don't know whether Quinn Williams was right or wrong, but is kind of uh, touched on another topic there. Have you ever seen a quarterback smash a tablet, let alone two in a game? Yeah, let's, no, let's get into this. Let's get into this. So Tom Brady's done it before. And there was like criticism the first time he did. It. I think it was like last year or so. Um, They're like, uh, I, I think it was OBJ or somebody made a comment regarding OBJ. Like if he did it, he's considered a prima donna, a hothead, right? Tom Brady gets away with, he's competitive. Yeah. There is a double standard for some players that way. Now he gets the pass. I get it. It's Tom Brady is the best of all so time. So he didn't really get a pass though, because they sent a note. Out they sent a the, notice to all the teams. All saying, teams. And yeah. I actually don't mind what Brady did because you're just going to get, you'd rather get angry at a tablet than scream at your team. I mean, I think the fine is you just make the player pay for it. Yeah, just have him buy a new tablet. What is the that's, difference? Like what, who that, cares? I mean, that's who gives a shit? Oh, because they're league issued equipment. That's no, I know. But still. Of, you know, dissension of, oh, you're like, you know, defacing league property. Do you think it was a big deal? Like as a fan? You think if it was it? Tampa Bay Bucks, probably, I don't think they give a shit. Non issue. Here's Tom. So you think the one. NFL worth however billion dollars is like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Did you just break one of our tablets? Our $1,500 tablets? Did you just break one of those things? Well, can't I do think that. It, we're going to send a notice to every now, single just, team just to let them business, know they can't do that anymore. Being a business student, there could be another side to it that Microsoft now complains like, hey, you're showing smashed surface tablets. That isn't good for our brand reputation, seeing them just in pieces on the sideline. That's a sponsor. The so one thing. Don't the show NFL, it then. Don't show it. You shouldn't. The players are going to be mad and they're going to throw things around. OBJ is going to kick kicking nets and punch kicking nets. Like guys are going to get angry. They're going to throw benches and Gatorade. You think the guys, when they like throw a Gatorade bottle around in anger, or you think Gatorade's calling going, this is bullshit. There's a river of there's, Gatorade. There's, there's a, a river of Gatorade. Of Gatorade. <laughs> this is a horse shit that there is Gatorade that we work so hard on now just being thrown all over the field. We, we do not want to support your team anymore. 
get out of here. Like, I don't understand. So what? It could have been anybody. Like, I, I think again, that, I don't care because they don't want them looking at the kids. I don't you think the kids don't want yet. I think it's because they don't want them kids being like acting like this. In the my future? point, my point was like you touched upon Mahomes versus Quinn and Williams is the double standard of do some players get away with more and they get looked at differently. And I think, yeah, for sure. It happens. Right. Just like that situation where you're saying Mahomes gets a pass, but the um, defensive lineman doesn't. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think the, who you are on the team does matter. Now that defensive lineman, I don't know much about the jets, but he could be the leader of that team. So he, could have that's, the ability to do that. That's what I mean. But yeah. as a fan or as a fan of the NFL, we don't know that. We know that about Mahomes. We know that about Brady. We don't know that about this Jets defensive lineman. No, you and I don't know about it. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> that's very true. Yeah. So speaking of guys losing their minds, the offensive coordinator for the Bills lost his mind after they lost. I get that. There was guys. Things around. Sure, but how is that different than what Brady did? Oh, because it was papers. So it was his own papers. They're just so, you know, wait, the paper, paper company, Staples doesn't have some shit to say about this? No, the because they're pen, not an the guys sponsor. that are they are not the guys that are making big pens. NFL. But whoever's whoever's brain those were his game notes. NFL. Those were his game notes. The but game it doesn't matter. He threw a tantrum just like Brady. He threw a tantrum just like Brady and so is there going to be a notice next week to all teams saying, hey, you know, guys, just if your offensive coordinator kind of if he gets mad at losing, you can't be ripping paper up like that. You just can't be doing it. Our sponsors no, are going nuts. It's a completely different matter. It's, it's com- not. It's the same thing. It's, it's the same reaction, just what they had in front of them. They're both frustrated. They're both angry. It's just what they physically had in front of them is taking the abuse of that anger. The only thing is Tom Brady did it a second time in the same game. Well, stop giving him fucking tablets. <laughs> that's, not, that's not his fault. You put a tablet in his hand, he's going to break it when he's angry. But give him a hot dog, he'll split it in half. It doesn't matter. Whatever he's holding on to. He doesn't need hot dogs, bro. He bread. doesn't need hot dogs. Okay, celery. Give him a stick of celery, he'll smash it. I don't know. But all I'm saying is that you can't, like, the reaction is real. The emotion is real. What they I have no do, problem with it. I, I no have no problem with, with it either. Anybody. I have no problem with it either. No. So what are we talking about? What are we talking about then? I was talking about the preferential treatment. I just don't think you compare. I don't think you compare the guy frustrated with the paper, slamming his hands on the desk, upset about a loss like that. And Tom Brady is breaking league. Well, he uh, was losing like, and he was upset. It's the same thing. It's all emotions. It's just, so I don't know why the NFL allow what, or doesn't allow, but gets angry all at Tom the, Brady for showing all, emotion. All the and NFL this said, guy. and I hate that I'm taking the NFL side of it. Cause I'm not taking the NFL You're side. Such of it. I think NFL nonsense. I think such a big NFL guy. I think it's nonsense. All they really said was don't damage league equipment. There will be punishment for damaging NFL equipment. The other guy didn't damage NFL equipment. Otherwise he could have also been in trouble too. Well, maybe he will That's be. all it was. Anyway, will be. I, I love care. the guy. His, I love dollars. the guy that was in there with him that covered up the camera rather slowly and quickly at the same time for any reaction that that guy had. Um, what else? Okay, let's talk about injuries. We're talking about injuries. We're talking about reactions. Turf. Let's get into turf. Um, there'll probably be the last topic. The show's changed. If you guys haven't figured it out, listening, we now just do hot topics that we want to talk about. We don't really care about the, the games and the scores. Turf-related injuries. It is a it's a real thing. Players do not like playing on turf, but also some stadiums aren't outdoors, so you can't always have real grass growing. Should the NFL, because they do it with the World Cup 
and some soccer leagues, it always has to be grass because of injuries. There is a 70% chance, most injuries from 2010 to 2018 that related to ankles and high ankle sprains, 70% of those were on turf. 25% of ACL injuries um, are turf related as well, which actually kind of leans 75% towards grass. But grass gives out more and more frequently and more quickly than turf does. Do you think that the NFL should start thinking about maybe having grass fields? I think if you're going back to the first discussion of health and safety of players, absolutely. So you're thinking, so wait, you're bringing it back. If they're going to give a shit about their brains and if they're playing as much as they do, then they should equalize it with the fields that they play on. Well, I don't think it just has to do with brains. I understand how important that is for the human anatomy. I'm just saying, if your stance is on making decisions for player safety, yes, that has to be factored in now. If you're seeing high ankle sprains, what was your stance a few weeks ago on the high ankle sprain? High ankle sprains are the worst injury. In, the worst. In, in the and is it not more likely to get a high ankle sprain on the turf? Yes. There you go. So and right I'm not there. saying, and when people say, oh, it's not like people are going to get asked and say high ankle sprain is not worse than an ACL. What I'm saying is that a high ankle sprain for your player, it goes to it. If your star running back breaks his ACL or tears his ACL, he's out for the season. You go to the next player. If your star running back has an ACL or sorry, a high ankle sprain, he's going to continue put to play, but his, his ability to move is going to be 25 percent of what it used to be and but he's going to continue to play and hurt your team so i like at some point you have to start thinking about that and also you don't want these guys to get injured because they're your star players the guys that are cutting the most the running backs you're lamar jackson's guys that are going running and having quick movements left and right lateral movements are the most important movements in the nfl because that's how you avoid defenders you don't want those guys getting hurt and that's what's happening on turf yeah, I mean, I don't think it's something you change for next year, the year after well, that. Well, you can't right? because the fields, the fields don't allow for it. You have indoor stadiums. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's that can't like, move. Like, they're straight. They're right downtown. They can't have grass. Why can't they have grass? Some of them are indoors. Indoors can have grass easier than outdoors a lot of the time because the outdoors are going to be more subject to the weather, like freezing, and your grass is gone. I don't know. Actually, I'm don't not a turf natural, guy. Don't you need natural sunlight and elements to get Well, so what out? they do is like they remove it and they store it and then they put it back piece by piece. It's what? a higher and Before cost. every game? That's not true. No, I'm saying that's what they can do. But, it, but you no, know, it's going to be slipping and sliding all over the place. The good fields like in Arizona, they roll the, the full field out into the sun, let it grow, and then they bring it back in. Sure, whatever they do. I mean... That's it's what they do. You have to, it's not whatever have they to, do. That's I just told you what they did. Well, whatever they do. It's not whatever they do. It's something you have to implement for future stadiums as they're being built, right? It's like this generation will not get that, that luxury. That's I agree with that. You know, that if you have, it's if you something you have a, to implement for the future, yes. and you have to kind of do an assessment of the stadiums and see which ones can support it, which ones can't. I think it is a bit ridiculous to start, you know, like people have already paid for stadiums. And again, it's just going to be taxpayers and people in the city paying for these new stadiums. If they have to start building new ones. Right. And it's just not feasible to start just building these billion dollar stadiums from scratch again, just because the, the turf, uh, turf versus grass. But new but, stadiums should have some type of thing where if you put grass in there, I don't yeah. know, but there's also other side of it where, you know, there's, these are multi-use stadiums sometimes, right? Like there's other 
Sure, but you can cover that up. Oh, no, you can't if you have Grassland for a long time. Yeah. You can't have like a week-long concert I mean, series. Like there are limitations, the right? So what's the oh, fix? I- you just deal with it? Like tough, guys. Don't worry about it. Or are players going to start going to grass fields? Uh, there, there has to be a fix because think about um, think about soccer stadiums. The best ones, best teams in the world all play on grass. None of them play on turf. You cannot There's have a World Cup soccer game. A World Cup soccer game will not be played unless it's played on grass. That's what I'm saying. Like, you know, some of these stadiums are in cities where I don't know what they're doing, but maybe they just don't use the field for other purposes other than... Well, they probably don't use the field for other purposes. Yeah. I don't well, know I, that for I, sure, I, but I mean, but there's also, they also play in different climates too. Like it, they get snow in a lot of those soccer countries. For sure. But I mean, like, there's MLS players, which they will not play, you know, like guys who are a little bit older, they come to the MLS, they won't play on the turf field. That's yeah. in their contract. They'll only play for the grass field. So none of them ever come to Vancouver. So do you think that guys in the NFL will start doing that? Like, Hey, I'm not playing if we're playing on turf if, or if it's turf as like, Hey, you're, you put your turf in 2015 or 2014, not going to do it unless it's 2022 turf. Yeah. I mean, in the future, that's what it could come down to. I, I don't see this happening anytime soon. But no, but there was a, I mean, there was a huge injury this week where yeah. multiple players came out and said, stop playing on turf. It's dangerous for all of us. Yeah. OBJ, I, I think was one of them. His injury was similar too, no? Yeah. Also a turf I, injury, no? I don't know if SoFi, is SoFi on turf? I don't know. I have to see. I, I can't we can't say that for sure. Listeners, we can't say that for they, sure. You'd, you'd think they would have done grass. Oh. You'd think it's a brand new stadium. That's what I'm saying. The most expensive stadium in the league, too, no? Uh, yes, it is. And also the owner paid for it, so they didn't make the taxpayers pay for it. The owner? There's two owners, isn't there? Yeah, but they... they uh, Joint? Jointly paid? I'm Googling it right now. SoFi. It's turf. It is turf. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. No, I mean, I remember the OBJ injury. It looked like it was turf. Yeah, it's turf. Yeah. Turf monster gone. Artificial turf. Everyone, yeah. Should we talk about football, like the games at all? This uh... let's do a little like what's what's our match? What's the match of the week? Like we were right about the last match. Dolphins, yeah. Dolphins Bills one was a was a good one. We're six minutes left. Let's get into okay. We got uh, Bengals Dolphins on Thursday night. Bengals seem to have turned it around, so that could be a good game. It is a short recovery for that concussion that Tua has. Hopefully, he's eaten more than just alphabet soup right now. Um, uh, Saints Vikings. I don't know. The Saints offense doesn't look very good. Lions Seahawks. That game's going to be a stinker. Texans Chargers. You don't know. Texans tied the Colts and the Chargers stink right now. Giants Bears. Boo. Eagles Jaguars actually is interesting because the Jaguars are for real. That's not a bad game. Uh, Okay. I got a quick little point about the Jaguars there. I, I watched the highlights of that game and I'm not saying they're bad. I don't want to diminish any success they're having. It still didn't seem convincing. I watched highlights. I didn't watch the full game that they're not getting it done in the red zone. They're settling they're still for kicks still. Sorry? Trevor Lawrence is going to be a great quarterback in this league, and he's putting it together now. Coach of the year, Peterson on the, the Jacksonville Jaguars as of right now. Yeah, move on. What's the next game? Yeah, Steelers, Jets, nobody gives a shit. Falcons, Browns, nobody cares. Colts, Titans is kind of interesting now that the no. Colts... Nope. Titans, we don't care about the Titans. Cowboys, Commanders. Oh, no, here we go. Screw that game. This is the game of the week. Ravens, Bills. Bills in it again. Ravens, Bills. It's in Baltimore. Bills are favorited by three and a half. What do you think? I think, are the Raiders playing? 
Yeah, the Raiders are playing the Broncos. That game's gonna suck. Go to Ravens. Under 10 points. Under 10 points each team. Uh, Ravens, Bills. Bills. I'm going with the Bills. Bills are coming in hot. They're kind of injured a little bit on defense, and you're going against Lamar Jackson? I think so. I mean, I don't have a lot of faith in the Ravens. I just don't have a lot of faith in the Ravens. Mark Andrews was playing like a man possessed last week. And, you know, Lamar Jackson's always good. Yeah, so why would you go? I, who else they got that's just going to step up and... Hey, well, you can say the same thing about the Bills. Allen Diggs. That's your, that's your equivalent to Jackson and Mark Andrews. Yeah, and I think Andrews would beat Diggs in a fight, so maybe you're right. <laughs> I think Andrews would beat Diggs in a fight as well. I think Andrews I think... would beat most guys in the league in a fight. He looks beast right now. Yeah. Uh, I think... I don't know. I think the Ravens win that game, to be honest. It's in Baltimore. I can see that. But... At home. Panthers, Cardinals, don't care. Packers, Patriots, Mac Jones might not play. Don't care. Oh, Sunday night's great game. Tampa Bay Buccaneers in Tampa, if that hurricane doesn't go through, versus the Kansas City Chiefs. Chiefs are favorite in Tampa to win by two and a half. Both teams coming off losses, eh? I think that I think that will be the game of the week. That'll be the most exciting game. I think the Bills Ravens will be more exciting, but Chiefs Bucks that's a that's a great game. That's a great especially, Sunday night game. Especially we've had a factor. really good Sunday night game in a long time. Maybe probably this year we haven't had a good Sunday night game. What are the chances year. they play in the eye of the storm? That'd be cool. They have like an hour and a half to play the game, so they just <laughs> don't stop time. Go 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 go. Dead quiet, eerily quiet. <laughs> I think the Chiefs win that. I think Buccaneers are so hurt. They have no wide receivers. No. Well, they get, uh, what's his name? Julio Jones back. No. Do they get they Mike know? Evans he, back. He tore his patella. In. Oh, okay. Patella well, they get Mike Jones. Uh, Mike Evans back. They get Mike Evans back. Who's awesome. Who's huge. But yeah. But the Chiefs are still the Chiefs. Like, And they're coming off a loss, so they're pissed. Like, you're the exact same thing you said about the Bills. You could say about the Chiefs right now. So how do you both, take how do you teams. take Bucks one are, team? Bucks are coming off a loss too. That's true too. A silly loss where it was a two point conversion that uh, cost them a tie though. No, but yeah, but I mean they took it. Here's, here's the question though: If they can't play in Tampa, do they play in a neutral site or do they play in Kansas City? What's I think you play there? in a neutral site. I think you go to somewhere like a neutral site. I think the closest would be Jacksonville. Jacksonville's not in Jacksonville. They're in Philly, so that stadium's open. And there's no uh, no hurricane warning for Jacksonville. Uh, I don't know. It's on the other side of the coast, right? Jacksonville's uh, east coast. It's, it's more. West. It's more north and closer above the ridge towards, like where New Orleans and Alabama are. Yeah, it's, uh, we don't need a geography lesson. I don't know. Well, I a neutral site. Well, I neutral just site. gave you one. Doesn't I don't give a shit if you need it or not. I just gave you one. Uh, well, they could also go to one of the college stadiums in like North Carolina or something. The thing about those hurricanes, and I know we're not talking about football anymore, is those things just ride straight up the coast. So yeah, I don't know. I just hope the game's not canceled or moved because that's a great Sunday night game. And if it is canceled or moved, then they better put the Bills Ravens to Sunday night. But I guess we'll find yeah, out. Yeah. When are the Bills Ravens playing right now? Uh, 10 a.m. I don't know. I don't know. And then Monday the night, we got rules. 49ers and the Rams, uh, which also both those teams are kind, kind of lost interest in that division. And it's a good division, though. It is. It's a better division than the, 
the NFC West is a better division than the AFC West. But for some reason, there's not there's no consistency within either of those teams. Like no consistency in the league right now. I know it's kind anybody of can beat anybody. Anybody it's kind of good though. That's what you it want. Heals your survivor pools or suicide pools, whatever you call them. Tough for fantasy. Yeah, so many people lost on the Kansas State Chiefs this week. I lost on the Chargers. Oh, that's dumb. You shouldn't have bet on the Chargers. Who said they were going to be good? You ruined my season. <laughs> it's always the worst to lose. Why I interrupted you to start off? Would you rather lose on week 17 of like a survivor suicide pool or week one or two of a survivor suicide pool? 17. You went the distance. It means but you, you actually lost, have but you some... still lost. And you have to think still about lost, it. lost, but it shows you have some capabilities. If you lose week one, you were in way over your head. You didn't know what to do. You had every team to pick from and you couldn't get one right. 17 yeah. means you is it gets harder every week because you can't pick the same team. So it shows some sort of capability right. or luck. I don't know. Right. Well, I know one thing, and that is that uh, this is the end of the show. So thank you, everyone, for listening. We didn't really talk much about the football games past weekend. Uh, next week, we're going to do the same shit and not talk about the football games because it's way more fun to talk about the shit that happens within the football games. That's the show now. Get on board with it. I love it. Puya loves it. I hope you guys love it. See you next week. Running Down the Clock is brought to you by the Ordinary Podcast Network and is every Thursday running until the week after the Super Bowl. We hope you enjoyed enough to subscribe and tune in again next week.